This is the Coach's Wife Life Podcast. I'm Kristen Ergel, your host, a former TV sports reporter and fellow college football coach's wife. I'll go one-on-one with the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. It's my honor to bring Lisa Maloof on the podcast. Lisa is the wife of Keith Maloof, head football coach for Norcross High School in Georgia. Thank you so much for being a part of us. Thank you for having me. 200. That's the number of wins Coach Maloof captured early this past fall as the head coach at Norcross. He's the longest tenured coach in Gwinnett County. Back-to-back state titles in 12 and 13. Norcross has the second most former players in Georgia on NCAA rosters and seven on active NFL rosters. That might be the most impressive stat I've read in quite some time on this podcast. It's one thing to get it going, right, and turning programs around and building programs. It's another thing to sustain success in one area where you can't exactly control the talent moving into your district. So when you look back, what stands out to you as to why Coach Maloof is getting guys to perform at such a high level? When we came to Norcross um, in the late 90s, there were not a lot of players uh, on the team. And um, the beginning of the success was was just starting to, was getting kids to to be involved and to, to come out from Norcross and, and play football. Kids, many kids had not played football before high school. So it was building the numbers up um, and creating a culture that was fun um, for the players. Staff uh, was, was critical. Uh, coaches that, that bought into what they wanted to do. And um, uh, I think it's, they've done a great job of making football fun for player, not just the starters, but making, uh, making an effort to make sure that the number two and the number three guy was having, having fun and felt truly a part of the program and, and a valued member of the team. I think that's been really the key to the success for many years. Now, take me back to the day he was announced as head coach. Going back, could you see the type of success that was about to happen for your family? No, I certainly didn't expect this. Um, Now, my husband comes from um, a football coaching family. His father was a longtime head football coach and had a lot of success. His brother was a very successful high school head coach and had a lot of success. Um, I knew my husband was getting ready for that next step and wanted to be a head coach. He was interviewing um, for positions um, and just the right situation worked out for him. And um, that's when we went to Tucker High School first um, as a head coach. And he was there three years before he was offered the head coaching position at Norcross High School. Wow. So um, I knew that probably would happen at some point. Um, but I certainly never imagined um, we would have had the, the fun ride that we have had um, at Norcross. Okay, so where did you grow up, and did you ever see yourself as a coach's wife? 
well, I certainly never thought about um, that I would ever be a coach's wife, but I grew up loving football. I grew up in Winder, Georgia, 20 miles from Athens, the University of Georgia. Um, my, I, I, my older siblings were out of the home by the time I came along, so it was just my parents and, and me at home together. So I've, I grew up watching football with my dad, and back when I was in high school, you could decide on Friday night at the high school football game that you wanted to go to the football game in the morning, and you just went to mm-hmm. Athens and bought a ticket and went into the game. So I, uh, I grew up going to Georgia games um, and um, loved, loved athletics, loved football, and uh, met my husband the second week of my freshman year of college. Oh, wow. I knew pretty quickly that was, um, that football was, would be a part of the rest of my life. (laughs) So how did you exactly meet Coach Mellows? Well, I was introduced by a mutual friend um, in college. And where was that college? He was playing football. We start, I started at West Georgia College. Oh, yeah. That's where we met. Um. Uh, by a mutual friend. Um, she was dating one of his friends and uh, introduced me to him. And that was it. How many years have you been married? And then uh, it will be 35 years. Oh, wow. This summer. Oh my goodness. Congratulations. That's incredible. Now your son is also a head football coach. Um, what's it like to be the mother wife of a head coach and now the mother of a head coach well he's not he um he has just been announced as the head football coach at linear high school in Gwinnett County so um that that just happened about a month ago um he has been on staff with my husband uh, along with my younger son his younger brother um who was also on the staff uh at Norcross um so this will be a different experience it'll it's one thing to um, support your husband and feel that, um, a pressure from a, as a coach's wife, but it's going to be a new, a new situation, uh, watching my baby on the field. (laughs) I feel I've heard mama bear now. Oh, I know. I heard it's, uh, maybe harder to be a player's mom, even than to be a coach's wife. I, my kids are so little at, you know, they're 10. Yeah. I'm not really overly stressed out yet when you watch them play but I can't imagine when you you're watching them as a coach and then you're like don't say anything bad about my son <laughs> right 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 okay well, so you're I, um, go ahead sorry no I've um they both played they're four years apart so we've spent eight years having one of our sons on the football field or on the football team and playing so this will this will be new to, to have him as a coach you're the economic development director in Barrow County, Georgia. How did you get into that yeah. role? Well, this is a second career for me. I um, spent 32 years working for the Technical College System of Georgia, and I retired in 2018. And um, about three months later, I went back to work in this part-time role. So my entire career has been focused on workforce development so now I get to tie my experience in workforce development into bringing new industry to our community. Oh, that's awesome. That's neat. Now I ask each wife the same question, you know, not every day you're on top of the world, winning a state title, there's highs and lows in this business. 
What do you think has been the toughest adversity you both have faced and what did you rely on to get through these moments? Well, we've certainly had highs and lows. Um, we've had disappointing seasons. Um, but I think the most difficult things that we have experienced have been um, a death of a player. Mm. And we've gone through that twice in our uh, long career. Um, and those, those are those are some really tough times. Mm. How has it changed you to walk through that and, and to help your community? Because you're seeing, you know, as the head football coach and wife, you are the leader to help people get through that. How, how did you do that? Um, it was it was extremely tough. Um, you know, the the um, I think the team probably became closer. The community rallied um, huge support from the community, supporting the family doing our best to honor the player's life in the most appropriate way and keep your kids um, focused um, both times it happened during uh, no one one was right after the season the other was was during the season and that was this past year mm-hmm. uh, when a, a child died from just a, a, a medical situation at home um, it um, some heartbreaking situations for um, for uh, a child, both very good good kids, and something unexpected and just unimaginable. Now, this is your what year being a coach's wife? How how many years have you been doing this? Is it was he coaching right when you got married thirty five years ago almost? Um, his first full time job was the year before we got married. So yeah, you're, this will be oh, year two 35 years, two years yeah. before. Yeah. Two years before. So looking over 35 years and, and still years to go. So what's one thing you're glad you made a priority in your life? The one thing that I made a priority of life in my life related to his career or to football was being present on Friday nights. And I know that every family's situation is different. Um, everyone doesn't have family close by, um, but for me and my situation, I always made it a priority, and I took my kids to the game, even when they were young, and it may have been hard, but Friday nights was our family time, and when they had not seen Dad all week long, then Friday nights, that was the time when we went to see what Dad's been doing and why he's been working so hard all week long. And we were there with the other coaches, families, their young children, and it was just a, a good family time. And that's how we, that's how my kids grew up. They grew mm-hmm. up in the stands with me until they were able to be the ball boy. Then once they became the ball boy, they were on the field with dad. After ball boy, they played for their dad. After college graduation, they went back and coached with their dad. So it has just truly been a family affair. And um, I've never treated my husband's job as his job. It has been our, what we did together as a family. I have, when people would, might ask me about, um, another place where he's coached, I would always respond. We were at 
Loganville High School. We were at Metacreek. We opened Metacreek High School because we did it together. Mm-hmm. I may have not been there physically. I may have not had any um, decision making, but I was those. I was there supporting his decisions and taking care of of things as well as I could at home so that he could do what he needed to do to be successful. Mm. And And I'm proud that I was able to be there. I've rarely ever missed a Friday night game in 35 years, less than I, I think I've missed two or three games in 35 years. Oh my goodness. This has to be a record somewhere. (laughs) That's incredible. I love it. I love, love, love that. Now you've been a backbone of a very successful coach. What do you think you've done? A couple of things. I know this is going to sound like you're bragging and I can tell you're humble and things. And so it's going to be hard, but what do you think you've done that's contributed to the success of his career in your lives as a family? I know you talked about being there. Is there anything else you go, you know, there's a couple of things that went into some of this. You know, he might disagree, but um, I don't know if I always felt this way, but I, I know that I, I came to realize that when he's not home, when I thought he was going to be home, or when he was not home, when he said he was going to be home, there was a reason. There was mm-hmm. a good reason. And I knew, I learned pretty early on that he was leaving the field house and headed home as soon as he could. I, I learned he's not, he's not sitting in the field house just chatting, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, after um, everything is, is done. He's either waiting on a kid to get a ride home or there's something important going on that, that needs his attention. And, you know, I, I tried not to ever call, um, you know, and give the, when you're going to be home, when you're mm-hmm. coming home, um, that, that's just how I learned to, to manage it and, and trust that he, he wants to be home as, as soon as he can. We've always lived a good distance from the high school. We are um, 45 minutes away from where he has always worked. Hmm. Um, so, I knew once he left, I knew when to expect him to be home. But um, I learned, and he was he was wonderful about um, never putting pressure or high expectations on me either. Um, sometimes I was working full time myself. I had my own career. Sometimes dinner was here. Sometimes it wasn't, and. Sometimes I had to make a phone call and say, you need to pick up something because mm-hmm. I don't have dinner tonight. Um, and he was always okay with that. Um, our kids were very involved in sports at a young age. And because he was 45 minutes or so away, I was the one to get them to practice. He would get there as quickly as he could in the off season with baseball, with basketball, when he wasn't coaching, but um, and during football, he might get there before practice was over. But he he always was there for their games, no matter what. Never wow. missed a game. Wow, 
Now I need some tips on raising children like yours. You have two sons. One of your sons, Tyler, is now the head coach. We talked about that at the age of 31. He yeah. played baseball for the Georgia Bulldogs, drafted in the major league baseball draft. What are some things that you feel may have played a part as a mother in getting him to accomplish his dreams? Oh gosh, I don't know that we really had anything to do with that. He's uh, very proud of him. It was a ton of fun playing baseball at UGA. We met a lot of great, great people, great parents and families and, and other players that we are still friends with today. Um, we continued to support him. There was never um, a game he played, no matter where it was, where one of us was not there. Um, my husband might have to stay home with our youngest son, who was a junior in high school, playing baseball in the spring, and I would go to California or Oregon hmm. um, with the Georgia baseball team to see to see him. Um, so all, we were always with our kids. One of us was always there for whatever they were doing. Hmm. That's important. That's really special. Being present, being in the moment with them, showing them that they have you know, priority as well in, in your life. That's, it's hard to balance though. You, I sound, you're, you pulled it off working a full-time job and, <laughs> oh, that's tough. Another tough thing is um, the crowd sometimes in the stadiums when we're, you're the head coach's wife, you hear comments every so often. What's one thing you wish everyone knew about being a high school coach's wife in Georgia where football is very, very important? It's not always easy being the coach's wife in the stands, and um, it's a, it's important that you um, choose your place in the stands to to uh, avoid any potential <laughs> comments that could be hurtful. Um, I uh, know in the past I sat on the fifty yard line right under the press box, and um, most of the booster club and uh, players parents sat below us, and I couldn't always. I didn't hear things um, and they they knew that we had our spot and they were very respectful of us and um, and very kind but in in recent years it has it's changed a good bit and I don't know that everyone realizes we are the coaches wives and um, I, I've heard some heard a few comments this past year and I uh, may have not been the best decision but I just very kindly um, after the game let let a parent know that we were the coaches' wives, and um, we'd appreciate it if they would um, recognize that the wives and the 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 children of the coaches are are hearing some of their comments, and mm -hmm. I want them to enjoy the game, and and it's it's natural to um, have your own opinion about the game plan and who should be playing, but um, be kind. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. Now you've been a head coach's wife, if I'm right about this, since 1999, right? Or maybe longer than that. What are some things you enjoy doing for the staff that your fellow wives? Um, I probably would say that's the biggest um, failure. Um, I wish I could do more. Because I am 45 minutes from the school, um, our coaching staff is spread out in several different counties. Um, the, the two things that I do 
um, and I'm, I'm happy that I'm able to do this in um, August before the season begins. We host um, a preseason party at our home, and at Christmas after the season, we host a postseason Christmas party. And I enjoy that because that's one time that we can all be together and, mm-hmm. um, and have fun together. And it sounds like you do sit together and you have their back <laughs> if they need it at the Absolutely. game, for sure, for sure. Now you have two sons. If we think about um, these new moms, these new coaches' wives that are listening and they're just trying to handle it, getting everybody to practice and school and working jobs, what are a handful of things you would encourage a new mom and coach's wife to focus on? You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have a home-cooked meal every night. The house doesn't have to stay perfectly clean. You do the best you can with the situation at that time and everybody survives. Mm, That's Um, good. I would encourage young coaches' wives to be present as much as possible. Um, Be a part of it. Be a part of it. It's not, it was helpful to me to never look at my husband's job as his job and not my responsibility I felt I had a responsibility to be there in support of him on Friday nights and with my kids there on Friday nights it made everything much more um horrible for me to be there and know the kids See the kids after the game, seeing the emotion, knowing the kids' parents, that was important. And that helped me not, that helped me to be able to accept and deal with and understand the time commitment. Mm-hmm. There's a bigger purpose in all of it. It's Yes. Ministering there, being a mentor. Yeah. Seeing those rewards on Friday night. And when I say rewards, I'm not talking about necessarily the wins, but the rewards of the experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That journey that someone accomplishing something that they didn't know there's possible. And it may not be a victory. It may be an increase in what they're capable of doing, maximizing that potential. Yeah. Right. What are some of those ways that you've tried to minister to and reach out to the players? Anything you guys try to do um, on a yearly basis? There have been years, earlier years, where almost every coach's wife and the kids were in the stands on Friday night together. And we would try to have dinner together um, before the game. Um, it, it's just hard for a lot of families, and I, I know um, that it is. It, it, it seems like it's harder and harder mm-hmm. for us to get together um, like we did at one time. I agree with that. It does. Now, um, what are some things the two of you do to try to stay connected during the season? It's a long go. Do you have a standing coffee date? or do, what do you, How do you guys stay close? Saturday mornings are the best 
time of the week. Um, we love um, getting up on Saturday morning and going to breakfast. Usually it's Waffle House. Um, but that is that is our time to really look at each other hmm. <laughs> across from each other and right. and and talk about um, the game um, and anything else that we that we need to talk about. And really, during football season, that is pretty much our only time mm-hmm. together. And uh, just because he drives 45 minutes to, to school and, um, you know, during the season, getting home at 7.30, 8 o'clock or later. Mm-hmm. Not a not a lot of time, but that's okay. Right. We we I know the routine. I know the plan. I'm good. Yeah. Now, do you get any downtime uh, personally? I mean, now you work full time. You've raised children for years, and uh, do you do anything fun outside of all this? Um, in the summer, we like to spend as much time as we can at uh, the lake. Oh, fun! That's our that's our our fun time. What would you say are the most rewarding aspects to you about being a coach's wife? When great things happen with the kids and they do things that they didn't think they could do or they achieve something or um, they get an honor that they didn't see coming or they go on and you get that invitation to a college graduation or um, a wedding invitation or a birth announcement. It's wonderful at Christmas time when we still get Christmas cards from players that played for him 35 years ago. I think that's, that's really cool. Really special. My oldest son was, was born when we were at another Gwinnett County high school, Meadow Creek high school. We opened it up and, uh, and again, you just heard me say, we, um, right. uh, we were there in the early nineties when our, our son was born. And, um, when my son was named the head football coach at Norcross at Lanier high school, I noticed that they had posted on their face, the Meadow Creek alumni had posted the newspaper article about Tyler. And some of those, um, alumni were recalling when he was born or, um, when he was there on the sideline and, you know, these are, these are people that are 45 years of age now. And that Mm. was, that was really special. Um, It just kind of shows how this profession um, keeps people connected. Sure does. That's really special. I love it. All right. Rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I guess. (laughs) What is the last book you have read? I could not tell you. It's been (laughs) several years since I have picked up a book. And I I think mainly because of the the second career that I um, have taken on, it it requires a lot of reading. Mm -hmm. And I read for my job, researching and trying to learn and understand other things, even when I'm not in the office, but just at home, early morning reading um, about my job. 
I couldn't agree more. Yes. I am not a reader. And so, uh, I, it, jobs take a lot of time on reading. Sometimes you're just like, I can't read any more things. I'd like to go take a walk. Okay. Coach surprises you and walks in the door with concert tickets. What would be printed on that ticket? Well, my husband is not, um, very, um, musical. He's not very, uh, up to date on, um, any, uh, any type of music. Um, I love music. I love to dance. Um, I know the words to most any song, it seems. My husband does not. <laughs> but if he were to walk in with tickets, number one, I would be totally shocked. But it might be something old school from when we were younger, something like Sticks or Journey, The Eagles, nice. most likely. You get a night alone. What show would you binge watch? Well, getting a, uh, a night alone at this stage in our life is every night. except the two of us so um by the time we settle down around 6 30 or 7 o'clock um we might watch um yellowstone there you go okay what's your go-to meal to cook at this stage of our life it's usually salmon uh on the grill and some uh roasted vegetables Mm, but during our Younger years, when the kids were home, a lot of things in the crock pot. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's the, you had a lot on your plate then. Okay, what sport can you beat Coach Maloof in? I might could outrun him today. I know I could, um, if it were a long distance run, I could outrun him. Nice. I don't know about anything, any other sport. (laughs) Okay, if Coach Maloof weren't a football coach, what do you think he'd be? He might be in sales. I think he has a skill at bringing people together and developing relationships. I think that's one of his strengths. And I think that's needed in sales. For sure. What's one thing non-tech you just can't live without? I could live without, I wouldn't want to live without my coffee in the morning. That's right. I'm right there with you. (laughs) Everyone has something that needs to be thrown away around the house. What do you think's the ugliest thing you own that you really should throw away, but you haven't? Um, I am a pack rat. I don't like getting rid of things that I'm emotionally attached to. So I still have a lot of things from my childhood boxed up up in our attic. I have a lot of things from our kids' childhood boxed up in our attic. And um, my goal is um, in the next year or so to have my attic cleaned out and and only keep what I need to keep and that's a a big job for me I um, probably have a lot of ugly things that need to go (laughs) now if you had a superpower what would that be oh if I had a superpower I wish I could go back in time and replay moments and see them again Mm -hmm. that's a good one Thank you so much, Lisa, for sharing with us. This has been fun. Thank you for having me. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, 
You can reach Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerHope.org. For a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit CoachesWifeLife.org and follow us on social media at CoachesWifeLife.